Please welcome Sumitra. I'm shrinking. <laughs> Almost 30 years ago, I did something I never imagined. I asked my partner, Donna, if she would teach me to shoot a gun. She was a marksman shooter. I never even touched a gun, and I really didn't want to. But I was frightened. We were living in Portland, Oregon, and uh, suddenly our lives were in danger. We were receiving death threats at our home. The LGBT community was suddenly under attack by the uh, religious right, and death threats were escalating and, and violence against the gays and lesbians. You see, the Oregon Citizens Alliance, known as the OCA, was trying to amend the Constitution of Oregon to say that we were wrong, abnormal, perverse. They were trying to take away our rights, our basic rights. And this was very difficult. <laughs> Donna, at the time, was the, the director of the Lesbian Community Project. She was suddenly in the forefront of this holy war, which was dubbed so by the Oregon Citizens Alliance. Uh, she was suddenly in national news, local news. Her name was suddenly a household word. We even got a beeper or a buzzer to carry with us in the house so that we, if we needed them, the police were there immediately. Donna was spit on. She was threatened every day at work. She would find feces outside of her door at the office. Homes were vandalized. Pets were targeted. People were beaten and some people were killed because their homes were firebombed. This was suddenly national news. It was a big deal. We even were part of the uh, award-winning documentary called Ballot Measure 9. And we also had a film, film uh, crew from 48 Hours following us around. Watching this hate unfold every single day was so devastating. You're probably saying, is this a love story? <laughs> I would never have expected any of this to happen when I first met Donna back in 1988 in Massachusetts. We had a mutual friend who believed that we should meet. She didn't know it was going to take two years for this to happen, <laughs> but it did. And Tana, Donna and I lived in the same small town. We took parallel roads into the, the city. I was at the time a uh, radio talk show host, and Donna was the director of the Child Assault Prevention Project. Finally, one day I said, I called her and said, Donna, why don't you come to the station? We'll tape an interview, and we'll finally get to meet. 
She agreed. Well, the day came. I was there early, had everything ready. I was so excited. And Donna walked through the door, and my heart, I looked at her. My heart just started pounding out of my chest. I knew it was love at first sight. I tried to stay calm and cool. But about a half hour into the interview, I realized I never pushed the record button. <laughs> Needless to say, it all worked out, both the interview and the beginning of a relationship. But you see, at that time, I was a U-Haul lesbian. <laughs> that meant after one month of dating, I was ready to move in. <laughs> Not so for Donna. She was going to make it difficult. It was going to take a while. Finally, after six months, I knew that she was driving home this particular evening and listening to my show. So I dedicated a song to her. It was called, Tonight I'll Dream That You Care. I finished the show, I drove home, and there she was. And she never left. <laughs> it was one of the happiest days of my life. <laughs> it was also the beginning of our, our journey of love and activism. Wow. <laughs> This was a hard journey. Uh, sorry. We both shared the same passions in life, but we took different roads and different approaches to reaching these goals. I was sort of a behind the scenes kind of gal. I, I didn't like to talk to large groups, <laughs> and I still don't. And Donna, <laughs> Donna could speak to crowds of thousands, and she did, and she did it all the time, and it was wonderful. I mean, our long fight with the OCA, we finally succeeded in defeating this amendment. <laughs> Donna earned the title, the most dangerous woman in Oregon. <laughs> and I was the most dangerous wife. <laughs> Her title then grew as the years went on to be the most dangerous woman in America. <laughs> While we were in Oregon, we met this woman. Her name was Jan. She worked for the OCA. And uh, she approached us one day and said, I realize I hate you but I don't even know you. So she asked if we would put together a group that would be willing to read the Bible, pray, and discuss. There was one condition. Donna couldn't be a part of it because she was too intimidating. Donna said, that's no problem. Sumitra should be doing it. She's an ex-nun. I am, that's another story. <laughs> Long story short, it was a difficult journey with Jan. We, we had some pretty 
emotional debates. And one day I just remember throwing the Bible on the floor and walking out. And soon after I realized that Jan stopped working for the OCA because she could no longer hurt the people that she grew to know and to love. Here in, here in Iowa, in the same spirit of civil dialogue, Donna reached out to Bob Vanderplatz, the president and CEO of the uh, Family Leader. They're a very conservative organization and they fought against same-sex marriage. Donna believed that it was time to put differences aside, to find common ground, and respect, and they did just that. They also made the front page of the Washington Post. <laughs> Donna's journey in activism has taken us from Massachusetts to Oregon to DC and to or, uh, Colorado. And one day she looked at me and she said, what do you think about Iowa? <laughs> and I looked at her and said, I don't. <laughs> but here I am. <laughs> Still here in Iowa, but without Donna. In August of 2017, uh, Donna was diagnosed with fourth-stage lung cancer. And she was determined to beat this, but... Uh, Sorry, in, in uh, April of 2018, she passed away. But her work still lives on. <sighs> you see, being with Donna meant always trying to find or look at the big picture always trying to do, find creative ways to make things right. And this is why I believe that she became a national figure for the LGBT community. Why she earned the title of Woman of the Year by the Advocate Magazine. She, earned, she won the first Walter Cronkite Award for Faith and Freedom, and on and on. I was there with Donna every step of the way. I was her sounding board. I was her biggest fan. And I always used to remind her, you know, behind every great woman is another great woman. <laughs> As I continue my life here, in Iowa without Donna. She will always inspire me to do what is right and what is good, and I will in my way. My 30 years with Donna were so filled with love, excitement, adventures. I would never trade one single day of our life together. But I would give anything right now for one dance, one kiss, one hug. Donna, I will love you forever. And I must add at this point, 
I never did learn to shoot a gun. <laughs> Thank you.